0: Check out my new book, Reach All Readers, at reachallreaders.com. When you pre-order, you'll get special access to my Science of Reading mini-course. Learn more at reachallreaders.com. Today is an interview with Elise Lovejoy, the creator of the Express Readers Decodable Books and Reading Curriculum. We'll get into it right after the intro. Welcome to Triple R Teaching where we encourage you to think differently about education by helping you reflect, refine, and recharge. This isn't just about trying something new as you educate those entrusted to your care. We'll equip you with simple strategies and practical tips that will fill your toolbox and reignite your passion for teaching. It's time to reflect, refine, and recharge with your host, Anna Geiger. Hello, everyone. I am very excited today to welcome Elise Lovejoy. She is a former K to two classroom teacher and now the creator of the Express Reader Decodable Books and Reading Curriculum. Welcome, Elise. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. So, what happened was um, a couple years ago, I think I had published a blog post about the best, the ultimate guide to decodable books, and mm-hmm. Elise emailed me and said, "Hey, I've got some books. Would you be willing to take a look?" And uh, so she sent them to me and I thought they were amazing, fell in love with them right away, was able to use some with my little guy before he took off and <laughs> got out of decodables. Um, and so I, I promote them wherever I can because I love them. And, but today we get to hear a little bit about Elise's background, how she was like so many of us in mm-hmm. balanced literacy and what led her into a more structured approach. So can you give us your background uh, as a teacher and, and what happened?
1: Yeah, I, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Always. It was you know, I was lining up the neighborhood kids and, and all my same. stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> yep, same kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> it's a calling. I think it's it really is a calling. And um and so I went to college for it. I specifically went um I went to Boston College and I remember um you know, of course now it's twenty some years ago, but um I I remember specifically learning the names of programs and then how to teach guided reading. So that was that was where I started. And my first district I walked into was um, Fountas and Pinnell, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, being a twenty-one-year-old, you look to the to the experts, to the your administration, to tell you what what you're supposed to do and how to do it right it, to best help your kids. And so I thought it was the law. I thought mm-hmm. that was this is how we did it. And I threw myself into it. And and the idea behind it was incredible. You know, let's. I made all these reading spaces. I had beanbags in my class. Yes. <laughs> Kids were just supposed to love books, and I think I was shocked when they didn't, or when um, there were so many behaviors in the class around reading time. And I thought, well, well, I love reading, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I struggled with it, and and that's a whole other story. But um, but I eventually loved reading, and um, I was confused. I was really confused, and I went to a school. I was teaching in Boston and I went to a a charter public school and one of the teachers there was um, the son of a well-known, I don't want to say too much, but he was the son of a well-known foundational skills program. And he was big into sounds, phonemes, how the vowels and the consonants play into words. And he was dyslexic. And I started listening to him teaching and thought, this just makes so much sense to me. Yeah. I, I know something's wrong, and he's he's showing me a different way to do it. Um, and the kids were all learning how to read, and not only were they learning how to read, they had a mastery of it that I I hadn't thought was needed to read the way yeah. that that I could read. So that was incredible. And then um, and I threw mm-hmm. myself into research, and and when I got into the next school, I immediately grabbed onto phonics. I really wanted to make sure that all my kids had the basics. And what I found was that the materials were dry. Mm -hmm. It wasn't fun. Um, It wasn't fun the way math was fun. Math was fun. Mm -hmm. You had toys. You had colorful. There were were all these games that we played. And reading was... um, repeat after me, or this is the sound and then say it. And I thought, there's got to be a better way to do this. Uh, Of course, I'm sure that there were people already making that and coming up with it. But um, when you're in a classroom, sometimes you just the best way to do it is to make it yourself. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I started making it myself. I, I had phonics books, but they were not they don't they didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> we yeah, <were. laughs> I know. <sighs> I thought, if I have to read one more time about Mel, you know, and <laughs> or, or the cat and the rat that sat on the mat. I mean, it's so predictable um, as far as it, being an adult looking at it. So I started writing these little books that were based on exactly what the kids were learning in class and only the skills they had been taught. And I loved the word play making sentences out of words that were mm-hmm. you know I would write a list of words this, this is what I should use in this story Am <laughs> I got I, I do got that great- too it's hard <laughs> I think it's hard It is As I say it's hard I didn't I found it fu- really fun really That's awesome exciting yeah mm-hmm. And so I just started making these books and and I made these black and white copies and the kids just ate them up. They loved them and they were reading and they were excited and they wanted to know, what's the next one? What's dog going to do? What's cat going to do? You know, bug is in every picture. Where is he? You know, what's he <laughs> saying this time? So I got more and more creative with it and this, there's this incredible woman, uh, Marsha Geary, and she was an LA principal um, for a long time and she was out to lunch with my mom and my mom had a set of my black and white books. And she said, Elise doing this funny thing in her class. <laughs> you, you know, you have to see it. Cause I know you're a teacher. She said she couldn't finish the rest of lunch. Cause she was just looking through the book. <laughs> and she called me up and she said, you, you have to do something with this. And I said, no, mm-hmm. these are for my kids. These are my for my students. And she said, no, you, you can't keep this to yourself. It's just such a, a great way to get kids reading. And you know, Nine years later, here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: so this started with your
1: decodable books, Mm -hmm. but I know
0: you have a reading program too. How did that come about? Um,
1: When I was making the books, I, again, realized that there needed to be more fun in literacy. And I wanted games. I wanted hands-on materials. I also struggled with um, phonics workbooks that had very distracting pages. So there was a ton of text on it that the kids couldn't read. It was the directions okay. for the teacher to read. And I thought there's got to be a better way to make this. And I found myself at the photocopier cutting out portions of pages and enlarging them so that the kids were only focusing on on what they needed to practice, not on all of this extra text. And okay. so I started making my own workbooks that went along with it. And, and I realized mm-hmm. that if I did it the same as in the same structure as the books then i could use these two together i mean it was really very much a teacher piecing things together based on 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 the knowledge so i really threw myself into curriculum and that's when i left the classroom because i was supporting okay. the teachers i was really i was doing a lot of research and a lot of reading and really trying to um dot my i's and cross my t's and make sure i was doing it right children deserve our best and mm-hmm. And it really meant something to me to do it right. Um, actually, it's kind of a story nobody knows. I, Not that I haven't told it, but I just don't tell it often. I went to Ed Reports with the first version of our program, and I failed. It's oh. up there. Yeah, my failure is, is somewhere out in the public. <laughs> and when I was talking to the people at Ed Reports, I said, I'm just beside myself. And I think they thought immediately that I was beside myself because, you know, i was going to lose money or something mm-hmm, along those lines mm-hmm. and i said i i failed these classes now i hadn't because the people that were using it were incredible educators and they were fitting and and putting in the pieces that i was missing and they were making sure that our their kids were getting everything they needed but in my head you know i had this very important job and i hadn't done it to the best of my ability so i told them I'm going to replace it out of pocket. My husband, thank goodness, he believes in this the way I do. Out of pocket from our family's money, we, I rewrote it and I gave it to every school that had bought it. And we, we went yellow on ed reports, if you know what that means. It's kind of like partially meets. Okay. <laughs> um, and The pieces that we didn't have at the time were a structured phonemic awareness, okay. a systematic um, phonemic awareness program and a sight word curriculum, some way to hmm, introduce. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a piece that I had focused on a lot. And, mm-hmm. and so we're going back to Ed Reports actually this spring. We're in the queue to be reviewed again. And I think we're going green. So okay, I'm really okay. excited. <laughs> well, that's cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you, you've been in this for a
1: long time. So
0: many people I talked to, it was really like 2020, 2019 that mm-hmm. they came around. So maybe you can talk to us about what you were reading and studying back, like this is over 10 years ago. Um,
1: I read a a lot of research. I started, um, uh, I clung onto the Journal of Literacy, you know, with researchers and looking at how big the base was. I mean, the stuff that's kind of boring, but I I started to find it really interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to say, I think that the reason that it took us as long as it did to get here, where this is so public and urgent, obviously, it's always been urgent that children need to learn how to read. But the research is really hard to read. It's yes. not made for a teacher.
0: I know. I know. It's not. It's not. And not for t- tired teachers either. No. <laughs> like.
1: no. Teachers have enough on their plate. And you're exhausted at the end of the day. And it, it is mentally t- exhausting reading some of the research. It's, yeah. The people who are creating it are brilliant. But it is not translated to our classrooms. And I think that enough people um have started trying to do that yeah. i mean when somebody asked me oh what do you want to say about your program or your books and to be honest i, I want to support all the people that are doing what i'm doing too I, I want more of us i think that that we we have to create things that that teachers can use easily because their job is already so difficult
0: yeah, well, I, and I can just talk to those who are listening who have not seen Express Readers. They are pretty large square books. I think they're square. And uh, hand hand illustrated, which they have a, a very special charm. And there is this little bug on every page to find, which is fun. But when you open the page, um, the text is on the left in big comic stands font and lots of spacing. And then the picture, the full color picture is on the right. So it is a very user-friendly, reader-friendly, I should say, book. They're also very sturdy. So these are quality books. They're not... Um, fun pictures and sturdy pages. So, can you tell us a little bit about your reading program?
1: Yeah, um, we we are a TK because I'm in California. Transitional kindergarten is big, so we're a TK okay. through second grade. TK is really just the first in a two year kindergarten. It's like they've okay. split it and allowed younger children to be a part of it. Um, and it's a mix of um, pre K and K, basically. Okay but it's TK through second grade so it's all the foundational skills in reading because i know my role <laughs> you know people say oh, are you going to go into third third through fifth and i say no nope, not right now <laughs> <laughs> my world is is this this piece where we're really teaching kids how to read and making sure that they can access everything in third grade and, and above we have a great phonemic awareness program now we call it the daily dues the kids okay. do they're jumping they're dancing they're cutting they're doing all kinds of imagination in order to do it um ours has a visual a visual piece to it and i know that the research that has come out that has said you know we really should be tying phonics to it early on and to be honest i did that before i had read anything about that because in In a rational sense, especially out here in California, when we've got so many um, English as a second language, the more times we can connect that and show it, um, I think that the better chance kids have of making that connection. And why not show it? You just don't require them to know it yet. Um, And so we have a visual piece that goes with ours. And we also use a lot of pictures because, again, English as a second language, why not be hearing words and seeing a picture of it so you... Mm -hmm. You know can acquire more vocabulary, so that's been really fun. I actually went out to New York a little while ago and got to see the daily dues the teachers doing the daily oh, dues yeah, and it was really exciting and i I heard from a professor at n y u she said oh, this is the daily do. She said, yeah, my, my student teachers talk about it all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> yeah, we cover all the foundational skills in reading. So basically you're how to teach reading, how to comprehend what you're reading, because I think okay. that that immediately ties in. Um, it shouldn't just be this disconnect between phonics and the process. Um, mm-hmm. But it did center around our books. It started with that. It started yeah. with uh, kids being able to access the meaning behind why, why are we reading? Why are we doing this work? <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's have something so, funny at the end of it. <laughs> so what's next for Express Reader? Oh, well, um, well, first it'll be the Ed Reports are uh, a family based uh, kind of homegrown um, company. And so as I, I've told my, my family and those close to me, I really want to do this right. I want to go slow, so I'm not looking to, you know, make this monster of a a company. I want to make sure that teachers are always involved and always on on staff and uh, having um, more voices be heard. And we need to make sure that we're reading all of the research before we develop things. And so I don't want to rush things out. Hopefully, the next thing for us is is to write more decodables, to, you know, be be a supportive and um, quality company and resource for teachers to go to.
0: Well, I hope that uh, more people will check you out after listening to this episode. (laughs) Uh, um, I will definitely link to that in the show notes. And anything else you want to share before we
1: end? No, I just, I want to, I would really like for teachers to know how important decodable books, mine or anyone else's, you know, how important that is for a child to see their success and to use what they're learning in real time. It's just, it's so important. And I am so appreciative that you gave me the chance to talk about it.
0: Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. To get links to check out Elisa's books, including free samples and free printable books, go ahead and head to the show notes, themeasuredmom.com forward slash episode One o four. Talk to you next time. That's all for this episode of Triple R Teaching. For more educational resources, visit Anna at her home base, themeasuredmom.com, and join our teaching community. We look forward to helping you reflect, refine, and recharge on the next episode of Triple R Teaching.